dice and dreary. When we last left the group, they had met a fortune teller along the cold mountain path, offering to show them their destiny. Crethen was having none of it, and ended up being right as the dusk hag attempted to curse them. We joined the group digging through the hag's belongings in the tattered remains of the hag's tent. Roll me a 2d4, somebody. You want to go ahead? Hi. 2d4. Six. Six. Better than average? Six, 250. Yeah, I hope higher is better. Uh, and now roll me one d6. <laughs> one. Oh. You said roll me one. <laughs> All right, now, Crethen, roll yes. me 1d10. Or actually, yeah, yeah, 1d10. One d- one d- Six. Six. Um, there is a silk robe with gold embroidery. Uh, I'm sorry, silk what? what is it? A silk robe with gold embroidery. A gold ring set, a set of, of uh, two rings, uh, each set with a bloodstone, and a carved ivory statuette of some bizarre-looking god or creature or something. Uh, those each are worth uh, around 250 gold pieces. They're fairly, fairly valuable pieces of art. Uh, and then we get to roll one time on the uh, magic table B. So who would like to roll for the one magic? I'm imagining going back to Chris with the robe. It's like, hey, Georgette, here, honey. You. <laughs> this belonged to an evil hag. <laughs> Somebody roll me a D100. You got it. You want me to? I got it. Cool. Oh, 89. You find a very bizarre looking helmet. Uh, It covers the face completely to the nose. Um, Everything but the, the the mouth and like your chin is exposed. There are, there are green gems set into the eyes, so you can't uh, you can see uh, out of them, but everything is tinted green, uh, and it has very large ears on it. But it is giving off a magical uh, aura that it is something is special about this helm. You just don't know without either trying to attune or. or uh, doing an arcana check on it. If you would uh, like to examine it, you uh, could. Um, and then also... Yeah. Let's, uh... I'd say let's examine it. I'll give it an arcana. All right. 26. 26. Holy smokes. 26. Nine. <laughs> it is a helm of comprehending languages. While wearing this helm, you can use an action to cast comprehend languages at, uh, at will. 
And for the duration, you understand the literal meaning of any spoken language you hear. You also any, uh, understand any written language you can see, but must be touching the surface on which the words were written. It takes about one minute to read a page of text. Uh, doesn't decode secret messages in a text or a glyph, such as an arcane sigil uh, that isn't part of the written language. So you can Ooh, now read. Here's, and here's a hear. question. Yeah. Could Crescent <laughs> use it to actually read? Yes. Oh, nice. <laughs> Score. Because the reading is, is magically done. You have to be touching it. and You're not actually reading it. You're just kind of like magically absorbing the meaning of the, the written word. And see, and see, I was sitting here going, oh, comprehend languages. No one in Barovia speaks another language. How's that, how's that going to help? And you, you know, pull out a very useful use for it. That's great. Here, so, my- so, so I'm like, I'm like going to, I'm going to tune to it. And then I'm going to be over by the, by the sign, just touching it and going, Ooh, the, uh, the, uh, uh, Madame du, du Soleil sign. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, let me see here. One, two. That's <laughs> the number of curses that were on this helm, and three. as I put it on. Um, you also find among this stuff, um, uh, a pair of dentures with mismatched <laughs> and sharpened teeth. Uh, a canopic jar with a lid sculpted like a goat and uh, a vial of perfume uh, that seems to have no scent whatsoever. All, all of my Christmas shopping <laughs> for Georgetta is done. I know. <laughs> um, and actually, uh, Crethen you can smell the perfume. It is very pungent, but no one else can. That's not weird. <laughs> That's not weird at all. <laughs> and a canopic jars are what were used in mummification, uh, is where they store the internal organs. Uh, are we opening this? Oh, I mean, got a goat head right. on it how could you I not suppose that depends oh. on if you let me near it let's go ahead and open it up <laughs> you open it up and there is it, you you break the wax seal as you open it up uh a, a burst of wind blows through the the camp and uh you hear carried on the wind what sounds like uh some sort of some sort of hideous beast scream or yell coming from the mountains and inside is nothing but the decaying uh remains of some kind of organic matter it's it's liquefied and black and nasty and unrecognizable mm. no genie <laughs> well <laughs> uh-uh. Okay, I feel like we just released like our next uh, next enemy. So yeah, probably it's yeah. been a couple hours um, since you left Kresik. Um, you're you're close to where the 
it's going to become treacherous up ahead. So, um, your options, it's, it's, you left pretty early in the morning. So it's probably, it's still probably like early morning, you know, like you, I don't know how early you guys would have left. I would assume you would have tried to get the most out of daylight. Oh yeah. For sure. Whatever light there is in, in Barovia. Um, so I, you know, it's only been about two or three hours since you left. Um, so no need to make camp. You could probably rest if you needed it, but no one took any damage. I don't think, um, so continuing on with your yeah. piling up your stuff on, on your, your donkey and continuing forward. Right. Uh, Gregor and Eugene are just flabbergasted. They're talking to um, Alana and Hans or like kind of Eugene kind of says to Alana while, while you, you are getting set and getting starting to head out again. He says, uh, it's always like this with them. <laughs> and Alana just shakes her head and says, mm-hmm. <laughs> you get yeah. used to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like uh, uh, half the things we fought with Alana have been hags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're very good at killing hags. <laughs> I think we have two more at some point, so that's probably good. Um, as you continue, uh, continue along the path, you uh, reach the area where it's suddenly starts heading upwards at a, at a steep incline. And the road has now gotten very narrow, single file at this point. And you begin climbing upwards and it's getting colder and colder as you continue up. Um, I need everyone to make constitution saving throws. Uh, the score to beat is 10 and you have advantage because you're wearing warm clothes. The warm clothes protected you on your first first leg of this journey, but now that it's getting colder, it's cutting right through it. And 21. 21. I have 13. Alana has a 16. And Hans has a 5. And the veterans... Hans, come on. I have a 12 and an 18. Hans has one level of exhaustion. Uh, that means until he takes a long rest, he has, I believe, just disadvantage on ability checks right now. So he, Hans is, is freezing. He's shivering cold. But you press forward. <laughs> He's like the biggest of all of us. <laughs> <laughs> he refused the jacket. Is what yeah, happened. Oh, yeah. He was just like he was just too tough for the jacket, and it right. And it was too it embarrassed would, to ask for it later, because <laughs> it, it would have hid his arms. You know, he he wears a vest, so like he wanted his <laughs> arms to be exposed for for punching. As we're right. going, do we like? Can we tell anything from this vial of perfume? Why I'm the only one smelling it? Um, no, not really. Like you, it does. It's not magical in any way. It's, uh, it's it's just it's labeled as perfume. It it had it for all intents and purposes. It is perfume. It's just no one can really smell it except for you, and you smell. It is very pungent for you. And uh, as so you're trudging, <laughs> what were you gonna say? 
I wonder if I can I wonder if I can smell this because because of my connection uh, to these amber beings. I don't know like if it's if it's like that just bad. I don't know, maybe it's maybe the hag used it as like a ward against creatures, you know, some monster over here. That uh I I, I don't know. Every, those of us connected here can smell only. I say to apparently no one. <laughs> um, Alana, we, when she's walk, she's, she's, as she's walking by, you're, you're saying that to her. You're getting all introspective. Uh, she walked by, <laughs> and she's and she says, um, "Maybe it's because you're a wolf." That could be it too. Oh, you know about that? Everybody knows she, about it. Yeah, yeah, she knows, right? She has to know, I think. I hope so. <laughs> I mean, you know, on the night of the full moon, y'all locked me in a metal room yeah. and had yeah, guards standing outside. Um, the snow is getting deeper as you go up. It's harder <laughs> just, to follow just, the path. I just want to point out that we're not really sure which of my curses is allowing it. And, and it could be like the, the dream thing with the hags because this is hag perfume. I'm connected to hags too. We're not sure which curse is causing me to smell this. <laughs> the snow is incredibly deep. Uh, it's it's knee deep on you, Crethen. So that's probably what, like chest deep on you, Sprocket. <laughs> Just see his hat yep. bobbing. <laughs> it's hard to get through. It's cold. It's windy. Um, Crethen, make a survival check to continue on this path uh oh 22. 22 not only do you are you able to find the path um but you also find hoof prints large hoof prints in the snow it looks like perhaps a based off of how how hard it's been snowing a couple hours ago whatever creature left these these hoof prints these uh set of you know, it's a quadruped is that is that what they're called four-legged creature it's a four-legged creature with hoofs that has traveled through here but uh, you said large large like house sized um like large animal sized Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, L so like the, the like D and D a, like a, term, large. <laughs> the, gotcha. Yes. So it could be like a big moose. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so it was recent. How long does it? Ca how long does it take to cast a ritual? Uh, ten minutes. Ten minutes. Um, should we make contact? We might be able to get some information on what's ahead. Oh, that's right. You can talk to him now. Yeah. No, no, you think you can track it? I think so. Okay. All right. I think, I, yeah, I, let me go ahead and cast a speak with animals as a ritual. Okay. Um, and, uh, and then that, that gives me some time, doesn't it? It's like, oh, it's 10 minutes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and cast it as a ritual and then try to catch up. Well, I'm sure everyone hung out 
Like they, they were, they're not going to try. No, not with try. them. With the with the moose. <laughs> yeah, we took off. <laughs> yeah, we can top of that. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, gonna, you're going to follow these tracks, I see. Right, yeah. Okay. Um, all right, you cast your ritual. You can you now speak with animals uh, when you come across it. Uh, and you begin following the tracks, and they lead up a bit, and then take an abrupt turn up a very steep rock face cliff. It, the The snow is only on parts of it and you can see that it this creature definitely did climb the rock face huh yeah yeah I'm gonna gonna follow it a little bit alright you're going to need to get your climbing equipment out because it is nearly vertical oh you know I like uh I like climbing on slippery surfaces without climbing equipment, but I think that's probably wise this time. <laughs> All right. So why don't you give me uh, your athletics score as you climb with uh, with advantage? Um, Sprocket, are, are you going to climb up as well? Um, or what, what are the rest? What's, what's, what are you, Sprocket, doing? And what do you think the rest of everybody w- will be doing? Um. I'll go with you. Uh, yeah, I probably tell him I was like, like, like I, I, you know, I, I think we're we. The plan is we're going to keep following the path, but if I can get a little bit of information from um, this possible evil uh, uh, moose that's going to fling fireballs at me, <laughs> um, that might uh, might be helpful. But I intend to come back down. Hans can. He said there's enough of them down that they can support both of you if you both want to go. They're, they're okay. going to be your anchors holding the ropes below. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, leave. Uh, we'll just leave one of the pouches with them in uh, case we need to, like, send them instructions. OK. Uh, and, you know, if like if we're not coming down and they need to climb up, then we can send instructions that way instead of, you know, uh, yelling on the side of a snowy mountain, which is uh Movie talk for Avalanche. Yeah, probably something you don't want to do. Um, right. So, Sprocket, give me an athletics check with advantage because you're using climbing gear. Yeah, and I, and I had a 20 on that on mine. Yeah, 20 for you. 16. 16. So you both are able to climb. Uh, you know, you're making your way up, hammering in anchors every now and then, tying off, playing it safe. And it's pretty far up here. Um, you you uh, probably go... Um, at least, uh, at least 150, 200 feet up before you're able to reach a kind of a, a plateau uh, up top, and you climb up, Crethen, and find the tracks immediately as soon as you're as you're kind of still getting your footing off of the cliffs. You, you on this top area, you can see the tracks in the snow, and Sprocket, you come up right behind him, and. Uh, both of you hear what sounds like a deep and and loud uh, goat baaing at you and stepping out of the the snow uh, of the, the snow blowing ahead of you and the, the wind picks up and stepping out is this large moose sized goat uh, with full horns on a 
a matted big fur that it's it looks rough it got like a scar over its face you know this is a goat that has been through some stuff and it's huge and it's looking right at you both and it begins to kind of move its paw you know or it's uh, its hoof kind of digging its hoof back like it's going to charge at you let's roll initiative oh, crap. <laughs> I'm gonna guess that my uh, it took us more than 10 minutes to get up there uh, oh no it doesn't last for 10 minutes how long does the spell last for uh, 10 minutes I think let me double check that uh, duration 10 minutes yeah 10 minutes yeah so yeah that the 100 feet up a mountain that took way more than 10 minutes yeah it would take me uh, 33 days <laughs> so this is a good time to mention that Irina mentioned to me that there's some sort of horned demon up here um, I probably should have cast uh <laughs> Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, primeval evil awareness. Um, prior to this, never works. Uh, so <laughs> we had a whole discussion on it about how I can sense all of Barovia at the exact same moment <laughs> yep. because it's so small. <laughs> this goat, as it's beginning to dig into the snow to charge you, you can see this just this nine foot tall goat. Oh, it's crap. Okay. Gray fur blending almost perfectly into like the snowy, rocky area behind it. And it lowers its head with just malice in its eyes. Uh, and it's going to start to charge. But it's just the two of you up here, uh, you're right at the edge of the cliff. <laughs> <laughs> And Crethen, it is your turn. Uh, you still have your climbing gear on and attached. Okay, yeah, I was going to say, I was going to keep a hand on the rope. <laughs> yeah, you, you guys have literally, like, climb, clambered up. Like, it was there waiting for you as you clambered up, and it stepped out of the snow immediately after. So, Do I think this, I mean, do I think that this thing is natural? Uh, why don't you give me a nature check? Okay, with you, a nine. With a nine, you... Big, you you don't you're not oh. sure. Okay. It's Barovia after all. Yeah. I'm thinking it has something to do with a jar. Um, could be. Yeah. <laughs> we did release something, didn't we? Uh. Uh. Okay. I am going to cast speak with animals. Okay. And uh, and say um and say you know, whoa there, friend. We mean no harm. We're passing through. We will leave. Um. Give me. <laughs> Give me a persuasion. I'm good at charisma. That's a seven. A seven. <laughs> um, you hear this heavy breathe, heavy breathing as it's charging through the snow towards you. Still not stopping. Uh, you hear it say, "Sang." Uh, uh, I have to sang. I've never said the name out loud. Sangzor's Mountain uh, and continues to charge at you. Does not stop. Sprocket. You have a, a, a moment to, to react before it impacts you both. Um, do I have the jar or do you? 
you do. Wait, did I opened it, didn't I? You know, I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I think we said we opened it, so I don't know. Um, uh, why don't you just, just roll me like a, a d20? Sprocket. If it's high, you will have it. If it's low, Crethen has it. And if it's a 1 or a 20, it'll be on the goat. 17. 17. You have it. Glad it wasn't a 20. <laughs> All right, then I'm going to pull it out and open it. You pull out the jar and you open it and there's no reaction. The goat continues to charge. And let's see here. So it's going to ram you, Crethen. Or actually, no, you, Sprocket, because you have the jar. You open the jar and it made him mad. <laughs> and you wave that jar in front of it. Uh, does an 18 hit you? No, because I'm going to cast shield. Nice. So I just kind of blink out of existence for a second and then pop <laughs> back in. It's like... <laughs> Just like a glitch in the movie, just kind of the you know staticky. The goat def deftly keeps its footing. Um, it kind of was r r bucking its head up and re rearing about like it was gonna gonna hit you and you know obviously not charge off of the cliff itself. It's not that stupid, but uh, it is now the right there, uh, like in between you both, um, Crethen, you are up. This goat, this large goat, standing in between the both of you. Oh. What do you do? Uh, I'm gonna. I still. I think I. St I'm still gonna try to talk to it. I'll, I'll say, uh, 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 Sangzor. No, no, no. I think. Uh, I, I think we're the ones that released you. This. Uh, this hag had you imprisoned in the in the jar. We're, we we let you free. Um. Give me another. Persuasion. Check here on him. Oh, 18. 18. Um, the, the goat backs up, uh, shakes its head. Uh, and, and to you, Sprocket, you just hear it, it, you know, buying and, and bleeding. Uh, but to you, Crethen, uh, says, uh, Sangzor's not jar. Sangzor's mountain. And it's like stomping its its hoof down. And it's just saying, uh, Leave Sangzor's mountain. Okay. We'll leave leave your mountain. And uh Sprocket, we I think we should head out. Okay, don't we need to like get up this thing? <laughs> or are we just gonna go around? <laughs> Well, you can go back down to the path. You via yeah, we're gonna go. To, we're gonna go to the path. Okay. Um, all right. Well, all right. You make your way back down. Sangzor is 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 going bonkers up there, just like running around, bouncing off of of uh, the rocks and saying, "Leave Sangzor's mountain! Leave Sangzor's mountain!" Uh, and you hear it echoing. Uh, off into, off into the mountains uh, and in the peaks into the snow as you lose sight of the, the top there and are back down with everyone else. Uh, 
everyone is just kind of looking at you like what what happened <laughs> yeah something tells me Sangzor is going to find us later Sang Sangzor uh, Alana says yeah it's his mountain <laughs> there's a uh, it's a big uh, big giant ram about nine feet tall I think uh I think we freed it when we opened the jar. Uh, so. Hans' eyes got really big, and he says, uh, "Was it a twelve-foot-tall goat with blood-red eyes, pure hate?" Oh, did it have red eyes? No, it looked like a normal goat, just oh. very, very big. Yeah, just well, closer to nine feet. Normal eyes. I don't think it was he's, pure he's, hate. Yeah, it was, it was more he general was, apathy. <laughs> Very. I, I mean, there was a healthy, uh, a healthy level of annoyance. <laughs> Hans says, uh, "The druids and the, and the berserkers in the in the Slavlich woods, they they speak of a a horned demon. They call it blood horn." Yeah, I thought that was the that was the uh, uh, horn demon. Oh, uh, yes, Irina they... mentioned. Well, hopefully that's it, and not a twelve foot uh, one. Many generations have hunted Bloodhorn. Well, I don't want to be part of that. Okay. We, hopefully, it leaves us alone. quiet now except for the wind it's howling um Sangzor still out there somewhere but not around you for now <clears throat> it's past noon um though you wouldn't know it up here you are um getting higher and higher each time uh you know as each hour passes you're, you're going up hundreds of feet in, in elevation as you climb uh, it's gotten quite treacherous at times, uh, and you have had to break out your rope uh, to uh, to just make sure no one falls or falls behind. And um, you, you're approaching about, for based off of the maps you've seen, uh, you're approaching the area where you're going to have to cross on the bridge uh, that should be here. Before you reach there, is there, uh, you know, it's getting, like I said, it's, it's in the afternoon, um, early afternoon. Uh, there, you, you're all well rested. Um, do you want to continue to press forward? I don't think anyone's taken any damage, huh? No. All right. Yeah. Keep rolling. All right. So, uh, you continue up and it's, it's become treacherous, like as, as I said, and there, there's basically just this shelf of rock on which this mountain road clings to now. And to your left, it's it's just like icy cliffs that rise up uh, just sharply towards the, the dark rolling skies above. And then to your right, the ground just falls away into a sea of fog and ahead of you through the wind and snow. You see a, a high wall 
of black stone lined with spikes and topped by statues of demonic vultures with horned heads. Set in the center of the wall is a closed iron portcullis behind which burns a curtain of green flame. And on the other side of the dark wall gripping the mountain's edge is a guard tower of white stone topped by golden statues of mighty warriors. And you see this emerge as you uh, kind of out of the snowy uh, weather ahead of you. Um, it's probably Sprocket and everyone else that sees it first. <laughs> Not Grethin. Uh, and I did drop a picture in the chat for you. Oh. Um, that's not Amber. But it's cold in a narrow path, and if that's what's ahead of you, um, Alana just says, what? What is that? Mm. So y'all haven't heard of this before? I haven't heard of anyone who's wanted to, to come up here before. <laughs> well, that makes sense. Stick with me, you'll go places. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll go places alive. <laughs> we have so far. So it's a—it's uh, just blocking the path, huh? Yeah, it is some sort of gatehouse. Well, I guess we'll approach. Um, yes. Should I... <laughs> Should I primeval awareness? It's going to burn a spell slot. I don't think it'll matter. The thing always shows up everything anyway. What's it going to tell us? There's undead there? Yeah, we know that. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't even tell me location. And so even if there's no undead here, it's going to pick it up from Argonbos. Well, no, the Argonbos holds empty now. Uh, but it's going to pick up. You should take the spell shaping feet the next time you can. Yeah, that's going to help me. I think that feat will actually allow allows you to like modify stuff ab about a spell. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> that's uh, that's always what you want your uh, <laughs> your dual wielding ranger to take. <laughs> I thought spell about shaping. doing it because every time I want to drop thunder wave, you run up next to me. <laughs> yeah, there was a. Uh, I played in a game where someone had spell shaping and used it on fireball. So they would just like yeah. toss fireball into a group and like it, they could shape it around there. So it wouldn't touch their, their people like, like yeah, the people that I, they didn't want to. And it would burn everyone else. I was listening to an actual play podcast where, where somebody was able to do that. And, uh, naturally that, that multiplied exponentially the number of times fireball was used. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a fun spell or, or a fun feat to yeah. add to spells. Hmm. Um, yes, yeah, so you guys are <laughs> also, still... also, I'm not sure how much chance more chances we're going to have to take a feat. <laughs> <coughs> well, you should go up at least another level before before the end here. Okay. Um, what are you guys doing? You're in, in front of this this massive gatehouse that is is blocking the way uh it's got the portcullis closed a curtain of green flame behind that uh these statues uh, on top of it and uh and yeah you're you're, you're pretty far away still uh 
you know, 60 feet, I'd say, enough for Crethen to see the, the gatehouse and everything. Uh, it's about 30 feet high is the gatehouse with 20 foot high walls and the spikes on them. Does it look like there's any mechanism outside to actuate the gate? Does not. No, nothing outside visible. It's just stone, black stone. I wonder if we could lift it between you and Hans. We got some bulk. Mm-hmm. Let's, uh... And Gino, he looks pretty strong, too. Let's 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 check for traps and not set them off this time. <laughs> uh, I promise nothing. <laughs> but sure, I'll take a look around. Yeah, but yeah, we'll definitely check for them. As you get close, uh, Sprocket, you, you can see that the snow around it is melted and you can start to feel the heat given off from the, the green flame. And oh, nice. Uh, as you're you're getting closer to it and, and to starting to examine it, as you get about 10 feet away, there is a shriek of metal as the portcullis begins to slowly rise and eventually is completely open revealing just the wall of, of green fire on the other side. Oh, well, that's handy. Hmm. <laughs> well, problem one solved. Yep. Must be you. They're waiting for you. Still want to check for traps. All right, why don't you give me an investigation? 24. 24. Even with a 24, um, you can't get very close that fire is incredibly hot and very dangerous and really the only thing you can find in, in terms of a trap would be that fire uh, there doesn't seem it, it, it seems magical in origin but it, it do, there doesn't seem to be any immediate way to put it out or, or you'd shut it off mechanically in any way Crescent you're tied to this place what about you I'm looking, uh, you know, I've gone over to the to Donkey and uh, gotten a pack out and pulled out the marshmallows. <laughs> Ooh, good idea. <laughs> um, hello. Wow. Hello. <laughs> Your voice is, it, is just echo on the mountains. Is it, is it hot to me? Yes. The snow is melted around it. It is, uh, it's hot too to everyone. Everyone has has actually huddled around it because it's actually warm. Um, you seem to want us to come in, but the fire's still in our way. You mind putting it out real quick? There's no response. Just wind. Well, we could go over the wall. The portcullis begins to close. <laughs> wow, that's jerky. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's closed completely. It is it just uh, cycles randomly. <laughs> like I'm gonna take a rock and like throw it over the wall to see if like uh, you know some of the statues open their eyes and zap it. Okay, so you're throwing it like you're throwing it in between the statues and up, up and over. Yeah. All right. Um, you t you do that. You wind up. You give it a give it a good toss. Goes over, and you can actually see it land on the other side uh, on the other side of the fire. It hits into the snow and on the stone, the path there. Hmm. Yeah, I'm kind of wondering if uh, we just need to scale the cliff face up and over it. 
Well, maybe the wall, not the cliff face. Oh, I see what you're saying. Not that side. The inside. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's concerned about the wall itself. You think you'll do better than last time? Probably not. I have equipment. Yeah, good this enough time. for me. <laughs> so, what's the plan? How are you? Are you going to all tie yourself together, or are you going to like half go while the first half anchors um, the other? What's what's your? Yeah, I think. Uh, I think just like uh, maybe me and Sprocket uh, go just to see what we can see. You know, if there's a lever or something that can turn it off. Like, you know, like there's a lever that says Portcullis and a lever that says Magic Green Fire. <laughs> like a, like the 1960s Batman uh, TV show where they just labeled the villains, always labeled everything. Well, it's just... well. It's, it's probably written in some sort of secret language, but that's not a problem for Crescent anymore. Exactly. <laughs> I should share. Remind me after we're done to share uh, the, the picture of the helmet with you. Um, just just tell me now. Do I look awesome? Yeah. <laughs> I I'm probably like... Over it. It's like whatever you're playing one of those, uh, you know, just like uh, um, hack and slash video games and stuff, and you're collecting armor, and uh, you know it's all mismatched and stuff. <laughs> you have a goofy looking <laughs> helmet. That's what I look like now. <laughs> but yeah, what do you say? The 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 two of us kind of scope out things, see what we can find, and if there's a way to bring everybody else in through the door, then you know we'll be able to keep the donkeys. Let's go. All right. This feels like your, the wrong answer, but you get your ropes together. Uh, I tell you what, I feel like the right answer was just to make a leap of faith through the fire. But if I was wrong on that, then we would have just like died and uh, <laughs> burned to a crisp right there. And that would have been so anticlimactic. <laughs> yes. Um, you put your anchors in and you start climbing over. And it is, uh, you are, uh, make it up over, like over the height of the wall and you can see over, uh, you can see the, um, you can see the guardhouse that is there. Um, it is made of a white stone. It's been tarnished over the ages, but it is definitely different stone than the gate that has been built. They look to be two different distinct buildings. Um, the, uh, the, the tower has these four golden statues, uh, on the top that are, uh, each of them look like a knight holding this lance and looking off into the four, four cardinal directions. As you continue to move across now horizontally and you cross over from one side of the wall to the other, you hear this crack of a rock that echoes and another crack and there you hear some yelling from from down below uh, with the rest of the group pointing at the statues and the both of you clinging to the rocks look around behind you and you see that those gargoyle winged 
statues above the they're starting to break and crack and beneath them is uh, a creature that's emerging from them two of them that uh, give these horrible screams and go to take flight and dreary. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you to our guests, Paul and Ken, and thanks to the Techno Funk Boy for the music in this episode. <laughs>